Hey everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder of Cinema Draft and the owner of blacksandbitcoin.com, where everybody is welcome, but I stay black and loving Bitcoin. Today, uh, I'm broadcasting or recording from my lovely hometown of Seattle, Washington, most beautiful city in the Union, uh, home for the holidays. So it's going to be a different type of uh, podcast, might be a little quicker one. Uh, a little more laissez-faire. Uh, it's the holidays. It's been a long year. Tired. <laughs> so, and also, this will largely be a screen-shared one. So, enjoy my beautiful mug right now because it's going away. So, let's take a look at <clears throat> all the stuff we've got going on over here in Bitcoin and crypto. And actually, there's been a lot of call. Let me switch over to. There's 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 been some call for for more uh basics uh you know some uh, like a bitcoin basics uh a podcast and so i kind of want to get back to the basics we're going to go to uh to my site blacks and bitcoin as soon as i get my tail to sharing it there we go let's share it <clears throat> we go to blacksandbitcoin.com and basically we're going to go over some bitcoin basics so that <clears throat> so that everyone who's new to the space which is a lot of y'all you know can be more familiar and know how to do you know some some basic stuff to 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 be an upstanding a member of the bitcoin community uh so basically this is on so this is on my blacksandbitcoin.com site this is the the home part of the site as you can see we have an update in about a week uh that shall change after this podcast um, and you click on Bitcoin Starter Kit. <clears throat> and this goes from the very base to what is Bitcoin. So if you've gotten this far with the podcast, you probably already know what Bitcoin is. If you don't, there's a helpful little video. You can click on the page, which gives you all the facts on what Bitcoin is. The blockchain, the limited, the fixed supply, all that sort of stuff on this video. And so now that you have a handle on what Bitcoin is, how do I get some? Now, this deck takes you through Coinbase. And Coinbase come under fire over the last few days, and we'll get into that in a minute with our Bitcoin news. Basically, Coinbase is kind of like the PayPal of, uh, of Bitcoin. It's a super easy entry point into Bitcoin, very commercial, very easy to use. The fees are a little bit higher, but as my mom, the coin mom, would always say, you pay for convenience and also if you if you don't want to have all your information given up to the man because coinbase is super regulated now you have to provide like ids and and driver's license or something like that just to you know just to deposit or withdraw money then you're then you, and you just want if you if you are to to, uh, to withdraw money to like a fiat banking account then you're just better off going to some place like local bitcoins where you can just trade it person to person uh, local bitcoins is is kind of like I mean like the man on the street like you know I'm gonna meet you at you know this this place this time <clears throat> this dimly lit alley I'll give you cash for some bitcoin <laughs> I've actually never done it I might have done it once or recommended to be done once with a f uh, for someone else but it's interesting wow why is it it's taking a long time to load up local bitcoins you're making me look bad what's going on well, local bit maybe maybe local bitcoins is getting crushed under all of the new. There it is. There you go. So see, so local bitcoins, um, you have you can buy bitcoin from people directly. <clears throat> you and you tend to pay a premium. Like it tends to be, you know, a little bit more expensive uh, going to someone in local bitcoins, but you're essentially paying extra for the relative anonymity. And so this shows people who are near me in Seattle. You know. Uh, and I think some have ratings. So here, 100% rating. So this is good. You want to check their rating. Um, oh, wow. Canadian dollars. Ooh, expensive. Um, so, yeah. So local bitcoins is another way to get into the game as well, if you're concerned about that. And then also there's Bitstamp and several you know other exchanges, you know, literally hundreds of exchanges that are out there now where you can buy yourself some sweet, sweet crypto. All right, uh, so now that you have Bitcoin, how do you keep it safe? Well, as the page says, security is a big issue in the Bitcoin community, and the more paranoid you are, the better. Now, the thing called cold storage, which is keeping your Bitcoin offline is the most secure way to do it. 
I used to be super paranoid. Uh, then I kind of got <clears throat> a little bit in the earlier days, and I kind of got lazy when Bitcoin was trading low, like around the two hundred dollar level. It wasn't really, you know, doing much. And then now it's shot up again and it's become more valuable. I'm starting to get a little bit more paranoid. So you want to do cold storage. Now there are three types of cold storage. There's the paper wallet, and this is when you go to a place like bitaddress.org, and they will create for you on the spot a wallet for you to use. So see, so basically, you know, this, this is a little annoying, but they're basically randomly generating something for you. You have to move your cursor around. I know this looks crazy if you're watching on YouTube, but let's just kind of get through this together and we'll create a wallet together, which I will not use because I do not need you having my private keys, <laughs> but to show you how easy it is to create a wallet. So there, and so, and now here's a single wallet. This is your public address, the one you'd use to have people send you Bitcoin. And then this is your private key, which you would use to access the Bitcoin that people send you. Or, or that you send yourself. And basically it's as easy as that. What I would advise you do is to print this, print off the screen. You can save it to a file, but you know, you really to be totally secure. I would print off the screen or even better yet, take a picture of the screen and print from your digital camera uh, instead so that there's no, you know, and there's no trace of it electronically anywhere else. Print from the screen or take a picture of the screen, print the screen, make a few copies of it, store it in multiple places. I recently bought a teeny tiny little safe, a, a little fireproof, waterproof safe, which I'm very excited about, That's which I now keep my private keys, my passport, stuff like that. So, so treat it like you would, you know, uh, a doc, an irreplaceable document. That's how you create a paper wallet. Uh, an offline wallet, uh, like Electrum, and do I have an example here? I'm, I'm not sure if I have my Electrum here. Do I have, do I have an example here? Um, maybe I should show my desktop. I don't think I have Electrum on this on this computer yet, but Electrum is a software wallet. Those are pretty cool. Um, oh, I'm, it looks like I'm not showing anything. Hold on, let me bring this back up. Sorry, we're, we're away, you know, we're away from, <laughs> oh, pardon me. We're away from the, the comfy confines of, the cozy confines of, Las Vegas, where I have my setup, you know, we're, we're doing this from the attic, <laughs> aka my old office, so bear with me. All right, so yeah, so you can do Electrum. Electrum or Armory, those are both the uh, offline wallets. Now, they're software wallets, but they're offline. So basically, there are programs where they create wallets for you, and they have a lot of security measures to to keep your stuff super cold. And to give you an example, so once you would download something like, let's see, Ooh, elect, wow, okay, I need to update that link. Not good. Uh, so what's, you would go to Electrum. I think it's electrum.org. Why are we tripping? Let's go to this. Electrum.org, there we go. Go to Electrum, there you go, and create your wallet, download the wallet. And so, and one of the measures they suggest is that you start transactions offline. So they suggest having a device like an old laptop or, Maybe you can even do it with the tablet if it has the USB port. Uh, starting a transaction in the Electrum software on your your offline, like totally disconnected from the internet uh, device, saving that transaction to like a USB stick, taking the USB stick and putting it onto the internet and then, then finishing the transaction there. That is a truly secure way to make sure you don't get hacked with your wallet. So Electrum is one, Armory is another one. Will this link work? Yes, this link works. Okay, great. So Armory is, is another one. Uh, I think I have both, but I think I'm more partial to uh, I think I'm more partial to Electrum. But but yeah, both are, are say walls, and I've had these since 2013. So so it's not exactly new tech, but sometimes first well the old tech has has you know the reputation of, of working and my stuff has been safe. As a matter of fact, there was a time when I thought I'd lost my Bitcoin because I hadn't checked on it in, in about a couple years. I was scrambling all over and I found my Electrum seed, and my, my my private keys and my seed, which you know allows you to regenerate your wallet, you know wherever you have the Electrum program, and they were there. They were safe. We were good. All right. Uh, and then finally, there's a hardware wallet. The most commercially celebrated of these is the Trezor. They were on the first, um, looks kind of like that. 
they are cute but expensive. So this is like 89 euros, which I mean, what are we looking at? What's what's 80 euro to USD? Yeah, so it's like 100, uh, 105 dollars. Not bad. They used to be a lot more expensive. Now I think the downward pressure on price has been because of what I I'm hoping Santa brings me for Christmas, the Ledger Nano S. Ledger Nano S is 58 euros, so $68, a bit cheaper, and does a lot of the same stuff. And what I like about the Ledger is that it also takes several different cryptocurrencies, if I'm not mistaken. Features, multi-currency, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and altcoins. Awesome. <clears throat> I like that. Uh, it's a plug-in type thing. This is also something I would put into my safe as it's cold storage. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's, and you can, you know, it's, it's probably, it's the, probably the most efficient usage of cold storage is using, you know, a, a hardware wallet. Cause then you just kind of plug it in, you know, do your transactions, then plug it out, stick in your safe, your fireproof, waterproof safe and be on your way. Okay. And so then. <laughs> stretch <laughs> and uh what else uh that's for the the video people you've you've secured your bitcoin now what you stretch <clears throat> uh and then also there's some tips on where you can spend it how you can spend it uh what i like is are some of these these new products that have come out recently like the annex pro card you can basically load up was it up to fifty thousand dollars of bitcoin a day onto a card that works just like a credit card um, yeah, see, let your Bitcoin do everything credit cards do. So, for example, the Annex Premium in USD, you don't need to apply for it or anything. It's like a debit card, kind of. You can, you can take ATM withdrawals. You can, you know, point-of-sale purchases. Oh, my goodness. I'm, this is very exciting. Uh, they'll have a mobile app soon. You can load up fast. And then here you can have, you can have two of these cards each. You can... You can put, oh, I'm sorry. No, we don't want the premium. We want the elite. Look at the elite. No limit on your active balance. You can put up to 20 grand a day on this card. So if you're really crypto balling, you know, following our coin portfolio, which we'll update in a minute, then you can put up to 20 grand a day, up to $2,000 ATM withdrawals a day or whatever the limits of the ATM is. Yeah, this is baller. So if you truly want to be off the grid, off the, the banking grid, you know, you might want to mess with this. Now, it's got fees, $3.50, you know, uh, an ATM withdrawal. It's not cheap, not cheap at all. But the Elite looks like where it's at, only a $1 a month uh, fee. Oh, and here it is. Here's the catch, 1.5% card load fee. So if we're doing the math, if you're doing 20 grand, if you're, if you're doing 20 grand in, in, uh, in uh, loading up, that's going to cost you... Why am I so bad at math? 20 times 1.5%. It's going to cost you 300 bucks. So that's the downside. That's where they get you is when loading up the card. If you're going to put on 20 grand, they're going to take out $300. But still, if you really don't want to be tracked, if you want to stay fairly off the banking grid and just want to use crypto for your everyday life, the NX Pro card is not a bad look. So yeah, so so check those out, and also you know tracking your portfolios. You can go to Alt Pocket. You know I love my Alt Pocket, and then also Exodus, which is uh, well, Alt Pocket is is basically a tracker. You have to manually update it with your investments, but it shows you in a glance, like a, like a dashboard style, how your cryptocurrency investments are performing. And then also Exodus is a multi current a multi crypto cryptocurrency online wallet. It supports BTC, ETH. Litecoin, Dash, and about a dozen others. And I hear that more currencies, are, which are being tested in the Exodus Eden beta project, will be added to Exodus proper uh, in short course. All right? So those are Bitcoin basics. You know, learn what it is, get some, secure it, spend some. All right? Uh, and also, by the way, because we are doing this all off of one laptop and only one screen, no sound effects this week. I'm sure you guys miss it so bad. Okay, so so next, let's go to 
let, let's go to Bitcoin in the news. <clears throat> All right. And and so our top three this week. First one is insider trading at Coinbase. Cue sound effect. <laughs> so check this out. So there, there was oh that did not go off, right? There was there we go. All right. One more time. All right. <clears throat> so there was uh, so Bitcoin Cash was airdropped out of nowhere onto Coinbase, which is the largest U.S. exchange. Might even be the largest in the world. I'm not sure. Anyways, it was, coin, it was airdropped out of nowhere. I refreshed my my Coinbase account, you know, uh, sometime Monday afternoon, and all of a sudden, boom! I had or Tuesday afternoon, and boom! I had Bitcoin Cash. I was excited. So. So, but then I noticed that the price spiked ridiculously. Like, like and, and so what happened is that if you had Bitcoin Cash as of August 1st, they, or if you had Bitcoin as of August 1st in your Coinbase account, however much in Bitcoin you had, they gave you the equivalent amount uh, uh, in Bitcoin Cash. So if you had 0.1 Bitcoin August 1st in your Coinbase account, you got 0.1 Bitcoin Cash. Now, now when this happened, for whatever reason, it, you know, the price spiked because Bitcoin Cash is trading at fairly, you know, I mean, high for it, but fairly sane levels relatively. It's around the $3,000 level. See, $3,200, $3,242 on CoinMarketCap, Bitcoin Cash. But the second it came in, it spiked all the way up to 9500 on Coinbase, which is ridiculous. And I started have, I mean, I started having a panic attack. Oh my God, it's so expensive. Now I'm not, I don't believe in Bitcoin Cash really. I mean, I like, I like, like I understand what it is. I like the idea, and I'll explain it a little bit with a with an answer to a, a a listener question. But basically, I am not a big believer in it. I'm fine with selling it, you know, especially at a premium. So I was I was trying to figure out what to do with with you know. What I only had 0.14 in my Coinbase account at the time because I keep most of my crypto off exchanges as you should as well. Do not keep your Bitcoin on exchange if you have an option. Uh, and and so my 0.14 Bitcoin cash was worth uh, start turned out to be worth $1,200 in the moment. So I'm like, okay, now we're cooking with gas. And and basically, oh, ooh, what's Fred Meyer, what am I getting? What am I getting? Oh yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, all ads coming up, popping up on. See, this is why I have ad blockers. My goodness, trying to sell me an ICO in the middle of my podcast. Anyways, so so my little point one four, you know, uh, of Bitcoin Cash was worth about twelve hundred dollars. I was having a panic attack, so I'm thinking I need to sell this sucker now before people come to their senses. It's trading like six thousand dollars over the rest of the world, and. But and by the time I had uh, in like space twenty minutes, it went from ninety five hundred back down to three thousand. So now I'm just kind of stuck with it. I did sell a little yesterday to acquire a new asset, which I'll go into detail later. But but basically there there has been accusations of insider trading, mostly because <clears throat> mostly because uh, it seems like some and some employees at Coinbase knew in advance, as you think they might. But we're t- bragging and telling people about it, you know, a few hours in advance before the rest of the world knew. Now that's the problem with just airdropping a new currency out of nowhere is that you're, you leave yourself susceptible to stuff like this. If you say on this date we're going to start this new currency, then this wouldn't have been an issue. But instead, this guy Tone Vase at Tone Vase on Twitter said, "So insider trading investigator, I think you mean investigation over." Thanks, Lord of Trade and other Twitter detectives for breaking this one wide open. Someone should send a message to at BBC, at BBC Breaking so they can update the article because then what Tone Vase did was showed a screenshot, a screenshot of a Redditor, someone in Reddit, <clears throat> who says Bitcoin Cash coming in the next few days. And then and then someone saying, yeah, it's official. Uh, since you're ahead of the curve, let us know if, when other ones are coming. I have a mate at CB, as in... I have a mate at Coinbase. I have a friend at Coinbase, and and basically he tipped everyone else before anyone else knew because I certainly didn't know, and I try to keep my ear to the ground when it comes to crypto. And then so there's accusations of of people, you know, basically doing a big uh, pump and up, people getting in, you know, uh, really early, 
dumping a bunch of uh, Bitcoin cash at the higher inflated price and then dragging it down. It was it, They had to stop trading. It was a big royal mess over at Coinbase. So an investigation continues, but it seems like the, the Twitter detectives are already on it. <clears throat> and then you have Roger Ver sticking, sticking his nose into it. A very controversial figure in Bitcoin. I'll get to that later. But he's a big proponent of Bitcoin Cash. He's actively led charges to <clears throat> against Bitcoin Core, which is what most of us own, to promote Bitcoin Cash. He denigrates Bitcoin Core at every opportunity to promote Bitcoin Cash. And so, you know, it, 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 there seemed to be some funny business going on with the whole rollout of Bitcoin Cash. It seemed like some people knew, while others did not. Not a good look, crypto. Come on. We got we to gotta act right. We got the whole world watching us now. Let's get it together. Okay. Second piece of Bitcoin of uh, crypto news, Bitcoin in the news, <clears throat> is what? Wow. Okay. I can't, I can't keep doing this. Let's do this. Let's do this. There we go. The Litecoin creator, Charlie Lee, a more beloved figure than, say, your Charlie Verse. He's, he's, he's the founder of Litecoin, and he sold all of his Litecoin, citing a conflict of interest. Well, that is interesting. Now, how does that constitute a conflict of interest? Doesn't that sound like he's just dumping Litecoin when it's near you know, all-time highs? Look at like Litecoin trading at 305.29. It's had quite a ride, as you can see, over the last seven days, <clears throat> having reached an all-time high of, oh, wow, that's all-time. Let's do the last seven days. Reaching highs of, of over $335, $369. I think I think it was scraping $400 at one point. It's just it's just been everywhere. Anyways, so instead, so instead of being conflicted out by saying anytime because anytime he feels anytime he tweets or says anything positive about Litecoin, people look at it from both sides. They think it's a pump and dump or they think he's got a vested interest in it, which of course he did. And now he said he's selling almost all of his Litecoin just so he can't be accused of trying to pump up his own coin. That's a really noble gesture, especially if you think the sucker's going to the moon. I think he said he's going to he's gonna keep a few commemorative like Litecoin or whatever. Uh, but other than that, he's selling most of his Litecoin stock. And I think that is a really strong move. Kudos to Charlie Lee. All right. And then our third piece of Bitcoin in the news is uh, you're kind of wondering when it was coming. You knew you knew it was coming. You didn't know when. And I don't think we still exactly know when. But here comes the bully on the block. The New York the New York Stock Exchange is getting into crypto. New York Stock Exchange files to list Bitcoin ETFs bringing cryptocurrency a step closer to the mainstream. So now an ETF is like, a, what is, it, is it electronically traded fund, exchange traded fund? And that's usually the entry point for a lot of people with pension with pension funds and, and retirement savings and IRAs. So they usually go, stop, stop. See, this autoplay is a problem. Ah, I got to update, I got to update the new version of Chrome. This autoplay is killing me. Anyways, uh, so they're listing B B Bitcoin ETFs. Now it's not exactly... They'll be, it'll have all their customers buying into a piece of Bitcoin. They're actually trading Bitcoin futures, but but bundled it as an ETF. So it so they can kind of be part of the game, but not really. It seems like Bitcoin itself is still too volatile for a direct investment, or they have some red tape to get around. So they're they're following the pattern of of the Chicago Board of Exchange, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, and also Nasdaq, which is coming online. I think next if not next week i think it's next month um with trading futures so that way you're just betting on the volatility of it you're not necessarily betting on or or you're betting on the, the future price of bitcoin and not necessarily owning bitcoin itself i don't know why it's probably more profitable just to own bitcoin straight up but what do i know so and then also as a side note e-trade is coming into the futures game as well uh, they're they're gonna list their futures with the Chicago Board of Exchange. So all the slow, big institutional Wall Street money is coming. Choo choo, get on the train. <laughs> all right, it is time. It is time. I wish I had some music for this. I should have planned this better. But it is time for the weekly Trevon James honorary coin count. It's time for the coin count, where I count my coins, and you count your coins, and we all get rich together. 
That's right. It's the honorary Javon James coin count. Um, I'm, you know, it's it's been a very topsy turvy week. I won't, for Bitcoin, I won't lie. It's, I mean, it's it's been something else. But we're still here. We're still strong, and our coins are performing, you know, better than ever. Well, I mean, overall. So for my overall coin portfolio, which has been only actively invested in for the last month, I, we are up eighty percent. Uh, in over the last 31 days, I believe. Uh, so very pleased with that. And the daily gain yesterday was 1.54%. So a bit of a slow day, but still forward progress. Can't be mad at that. So what else we got? Um, so let's take a look at the coins we have over the last seven days. Bitcoin has been on a bit of a as they say, consolidation. So people got their money, they're pulling it, and they they cash out some profits, and it's kind of buying at this you know fairly evenish you know lines. So look at so right here a week ago this day is a sixteen thousand six hundred twenty nine. It headed up briefly to nineteen thousand nine hundred. It got as high as nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety four. We were scraping twenty k and just couldn't get there. We just couldn't get there. And so now it's retrenched down to 15,000, which is weird because, like I said, we've got more money in the space than ever. But as I mentioned, they're not – these exchanges aren't buying Bitcoin directly. They're buying futures. Or they're creating bets based on the market. So in, to a degree, they're not even directly impacting the market. Just the, just their speculation is enhancing our speculation of the market. But it's a little weird. Bitcoin's down you know, uh, about, about a couple thousand over the last few days. Not exactly sure why, but it doesn't bother me any. If I, you know, I'm looking to buy some cheap Bitcoin if I get the opportunity. Um, uh, right now, I'm a bit of a, in a holding pattern. I'll be able to, to actually buy or invest more into my cryptocurrency portfolio, my coin portfolio, starting next month. So, so right now, I'm just kind of watching, seeing how it goes. But you know what? I believe in Bitcoin. It's going to turn itself around. So Bitcoin, that's seven-day chart for that. Also, so down, I think is is eight. Oops. Or to go down eight percent over the last 24 hours. Not a great look, but it could be worse. Then you got Ethereum down one percent over the last uh, over the last 24 hours. Also, the seven-day chart was pretty good for it. It actually had, saw some really good growth during the week. See, it's shot. See, see, it shot up up to here over 800, 881 was the was the high, and then now it's kind of consolidated down around 800 and, and, and it yo-yos it yo-yos between you know two and five percent you know each day i don't i, I like the volatility let's you know let, let's make something happen um there was there's a saying i can't remember the saying but something about how <clears throat> how someone didn't how you don't want to live a a bland milk toast life you know you want the highs and the lows because you know you want the drama well <laughs> cryptocurrency will bring you drama ripple is out of its mind Dollar thirteen now. I think a week ago it was at eighty nine cents, ninety cents, something like that. I mean, it's just at, Ripple's out of control. I'm absolutely loving it. No, do you Ripple? Yeah, Ripple. A week, a, a week. Wow, a week ago. Hold on a second. It's loading. Why is everything so slow today? There we go. So Ripple was at seventy six cents a week ago, and now it's at a dollar thirteen. That's bonkers. I, I, I love it. Uh, what else we have? We have some Litecoin. Uh, Litecoin's at 305.69. It's seen its highs and lows. The seven-day chart had us at uh, the seven-day chart had us at. You can do it. You can do it. You know what? This is what happens when you use your mom's internet. <laughs> it just goes a little slower sometimes. There we go. Uh, Oh, yeah, so 274.87 a week ago, now to 305, 306.26. So, you know, and, and it, it went really high, too, in the middle. It went as high as, like, 360, I think, Litecoin. I think it scraped, yeah, nearly 400. I mean, it's, it's getting nuts. And then all of a sudden it cooled down a little bit. But, you know, it's Litecoin. We want, another one that where we want the drama. We believe in the long-term tech of it. It's essentially digital silver to Bitcoin's digital gold. What else do we have? I had someone at a party, shout out to Siaka. Shout out to you, Siaka. He was pitching me Cardano. I'm gonna have to look into that. You know, that might be our altcoin of the week next week. I, I'm not, I don't know anything about Cardano. He's pitching it. He was pretty bullish about it. 
Um, they actually had a hell of a week too. Dash, Dash has gone slightly insane. It's got up as high as the mid 1500s. I think it might have saw 1600, and now it's corrected down to 1389 over the week. Uh, what else? Monero, the privacy coin. Monero's had a strong week. It's dipping right now, but its week overall was strong. We start off back here, somewhere around. Don't mind us, Mom. We're just having a little show. There we go. Uh, it started off at 319, went up as high as 470. Wow, 470. Now it's retrenched a little to just under 400, to about 400. So Monero's had a great week, just a great week. Um, what else? Capture, what else are we watching? Stellar. This is a new buy. Quick story behind Stellar. I had to have it. I was I was traveling. I was uh, in L.A. waiting on my friend to get out of The Last Jedi with his family. I'm in a strip mall parking lot in Pasadena. I'm watching Stellar go from 16 cents to 19 cents, and I need to get in it. We'll go deeper into Stellar a little bit later, but I need to get into Stellar because I was I didn't didn't want to miss the boat. I didn't want to miss the boat. So I used an uh, I'm pretty sure an, an insecure, unsecure Wi-Fi. Uh, uh, network that was floating around the, the strip mall parking lot I got in there I, I i took some of the gains i had from bitcoin that friday and used that to buy me some stellar um <clears throat> i got it at 19 cents and as you can see it's at 25 cents so that's i'm, I'm glad i made the i'm glad i glad i made the the, the leap all right BitConnect, which you know I'm heavily invested in, is also tied to the fate of Bitcoin. As Bitcoin goes, so does BitConnect. And then the other two I want to show you are Storage. And they have finally righted the ship. Very proud of those guys. Oh, where'd it go? Storage. I thought I... Oh, Storage. Oh. To a dollar fifty-seven, and it also has had quite a week. Where it started from humble beginnings, and just kept inching its way up. And now remember, I originally got into storage, I think at seventy cents a pop, maybe sounds about right, about seventy cents uh, per storage. And then I bought more at a dollar twelve, and then it's been downhill ever since until recently. So now. Here is this seven days. All right. So oh wow. So it went up to as high as one sixty. So seven days ago it was at ninety nine cents, about a, a dollar. Went up to as high as a dollar sixty, and now we're hovering around dollar fifty six. So great week for storage. Well done, guys. The house. Morehouse shouting out to another Morehouse guy. Co the one of the founders of storage, Sean Wilkinson. Morehouse class twenty fifteen. Keep doing your thing, boy. And then bat basic attention token by the Brave Group. It also has had a fairly decent week. Started off at 24 cents all the way up to now 37 cents. So this is a good week all around for the coin portfolio. And that is your weekly Tron James honorary coin count. I count my coins, you catch your coins, we all get rich together, and let's talk. Let's talk about my newest coin. I'm fairly bullish on this coin because for a lot of reasons, which I'll go which I'll get into. It's Stellar, Stellar Lumens. See, there it is. Stellar, Stellar Lumens. It's oh, actually we want the coin. Here, here's the website. Let's take a look at Stellar Lumens for a minute. Now its trading name is XLM. And and ba oh and oh and, and for people who are new to the podcast, what is an altcoin? As I go into the altcoin of the week, it an altcoin is any cryptocurrency that is not Bitcoin. Bitcoin's the originator; all the rest are imitators. But there are some significant gains you can realize if you dabble in the right altcoins. So once again, this week's altcoin is XLM, aka Stellar, aka Stellar Lumens. And it basically it comes from the former some former members of the Ripple team, Jed McCaleb and Joyce Kim. Uh, it's a payment system. It's used often for nonprofits and financial companies in the developing world. 
uh, they for remittances. So when so like people who like for like guest workers or undocumented workers who who may be working in in, in this country or others can send money home cheaply, uh, damn near for free. Their their fees are are super low if they exist at all. For micro payments, you know, I mean that's what's kind of stopped Bitcoin from from being the 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 micro payment market. There market there was a whole uh, open question back in 2014, 2015, where, where the Chicago Sun-Times actually experimented with taking micropayments for content because people were trying to figure out how they can best monetize the web and how it's, how it's, everything's been you know, gotten for free or through advertisers. They experimented with micropayments, but now you can't do it with Bitcoin because it's too expensive because the, the, mine, the mining fees have risen since the, the backlog has occurred over the last few days. Um, of activity because Bitcoin's too damn popular. So Stellar might be the source we use for micropayments in the future. Uh, mobile money, you know, you can exchange it peer to peer, like all good cryptocurrencies. But the thing that really caught my eye is the fact that Kick, which is I'm not sure if you're familiar with Kick, is really hot with millennials. It's a platform where. It's a it's a platform for actually let's bring up Kick real quick so you have an idea what I'm talking about. Now it's a mobile app for the most part. I don't think they have much of a desktop presence, but but it's a it's a messenger program really hot with millennials. Uh, you see it all the time, especially if you're trying to acquire something on Craigslist or whatever. Anyways, uh, they have over 50 million users and they want to monetize that community, so they're creating an ICO for themselves. And originally they were going to do it off of Ethereum, but I think partially as a reaction to the cryptocurrency, the crypto kitties uh, uh, craze, they're getting off of Ethereum. They're going to Kick. Uh, they're, sorry, they're going to, to Stellar. So the rumor of Kick moving to Stellar, moving their 50 million, their 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 50 million uh, users, uh, uh, user base that might have access to their ICO. It's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a big blow to Ethereum, but it's a huge boost to Stellar. So they're going to host their ICO via Stellar. So I bought that rumor at 19, and as you can see now, we're at 27 cents and growing. So, Kick, is, or sorry, Stellar is what you want. That's our I, that's our uh, our altcoin of the week. Kind of running out of time here, so we're going to kind of skip ICO. Did you know? But we'll give you an update. We're going to give you an update. So no ICO that I'm terribly interested in this week, but I'll give you an update of. Our ICO, did you know, from last week, it was Bloom. Should we invest in Bloom token? And 83% of you all said, hell yeah, we should. And guess what I did? I actually invested. Yeah. My own sound effect. I invested in Bloom token. Now, I'm new to how some of these ICOs work. This, this is actually my first ever ICO holding, Bloom token. Let's Just for a refresher, let's go to Bloom real quick. Hello, Bloom.io, and they're the ones that are they're looking to remake uh, the credit card, the, the credit card, the credit industry, and to remake it for a global uh, marketplace. So I, I went, I participated. I actually, it was a bit of an arduous process as I've never done it before. What I had to do was I had to go create a my ether wallet which i've never done before it's a, it's an online you know wallet you know i print out my private keys and storing my private keys and everything i had to send money so i sold some of my bcash from coinbase exchanged it for ethereum sent the ethereum for coinbase to my my ether wallet and i sent it from my ether wallet to to the bloom sale and that's how you have to do it if you're in coinbase if you have ethereum and coinbase and you want to buy in directly to one of these icos don't do it as a matter of fact coinbase tells you not to do it you need to send it to something like a my ether wallet which is set up with the er with erc20 protocol or whatever that a lot of these companies are basing their icos on so yeah so i'm a proud owner of a hundred dollars worth of bloom tokens so to the moon and if you're in, if you're interested in joining me on my quest for financial freedom and independence, and you want to get in on Bloom, you have 10 days and 12 hours to get into the Bloom token sale. What what day is 12 days? I guess the answer is the end of this year, huh? So you have until the end of this year to get into Bloom. Okay, so so yeah, so maybe next week we'll come up with a more compelling ICO. Did you know? But this that's an update from last week's ICO. Did you know? 
Now, the listener giveaway, Ask a Beast TC Guy. I want you to send me your crypto questions. I will send $5 in BTC from my Coinbase tipping wallet to the top three questions I get every week. Now, I'll read and answer them on the next week's pod, and I'll send you your crypto right after recording. Email me your questions at blacksinbitcoin, that's B-L-A-C-K-S, in Bitcoin at gmail.com to enter and win. So this week's questions, actually, what should be a nice screen for this? You know what? Actually, I'll just, I'll just go like this. Well, actually, there we go. All right. So this week's question is from Audrey. Could there be a Bitcoin recession? Like, if Bitcoin goes down, will it pull other assets or world markets with it? Great question, Audrey. Um, interesting question, only because uh, Bitcoin isn't nearly big enough to affect much anything but Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. So what we might see right now is that if there is, if there is any kind of, you know, uh, recession or any kind of like huge dip in Bitcoin, what it's most likely going to do is drag down other altcoins. All right. So thanks for the question. Uh, and also even a, a better example too. Uh, the entire cryptocurrency market, I believe, is only is only three hundred. Where where'd it go? Here we go. Is only five hundred ninety-five billion dollars. That's that's a little bit over half a trillion. But if you combined all the money all the currencies, equity, and real estate in the world, you're talking at $350 trillion of wealth. So half a trillion, 300, you know, uh, $350 trillion, it, you know, cryptocurrency has a long way to go. And, and believe, please believe cryptocurrency is going to digitize all of those assets. Gonna, they're going to put everything on a blockchain. So that's why I'm super bullish on crypto and Bitcoin in particular. Okay, but thanks for your question, Audrey. We will be sending you your $5 in Bitcoin right after the show. Uh, what else? Uh, Molly. Molly says, I have 10000 to invest in cryptocurrency. What should I do? Now, full disclaimer, as I turn my screen share off, full disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor. No one is ever here at blacksandbitcoin.com, but... I have opinions and I have experience. And so from my, so in my opinion, if I had $5,000 or if I had $10,000, sorry, to put into cryptocurrency, I'd do something along the lines of this. I'd put, I would, I would put about half in, I'd do a $5,010 loan in BitConnect. So I would get that 0.2% daily bonus slash guarantee. And then uh, I would put the rest in, along the lines of uh, Bitcoin dominance, like you'd see in, in, uh, in, uh, Coin market cap. And what I mean by Bitcoin dominance, I mean, so for example, when you look up here, it says BTC dominance. That shows you how much of the market Bitcoin has. And this BTC dominance has been falling a lot lately. It used to be, you know, eight, I mean, if you look at historically, look at historical Bitcoin dominance chart. I mean, you know, going back to when they first started coin market cap in July 2013, you know, there's only really one or two cryptocurrencies. It was Bitcoin and it was Litecoin and nobody else. And and so Bitcoin, of course, had 95% of the market. And now Bitcoin dominance has fallen. You know, I mean, are these historical lows? Are we getting close to a historical low of 43%? Now, it's not a bad thing. If anything, it means that the cryptocurrency market is better and bigger than ever. It doesn't need Bitcoin to be successful, which is great. Some of my best days for my coin portfolio are when Bitcoin is down because there are always coins there to rally in its place to take up all of the new money. So, so I would follow, so if I had, so I put $5,010 in a, in a BitConnect loan, I'd follow BTC dominance and put in whatever the dominance is at the time. So 43.6%, but 43.6% of the $5,000 into Bitcoin and split the rest between ETH, Litecoin, and another high growth established altcoin that you believe in, like say a, like, like say Ripple. All right. Okay, and then so oh so so thank you for your question, Molly. We send you five dollars to your account right after the show. Robbie says, "What is the difference between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash?" Thanks for asking, Robbie. Now, Bcash, as we derisively call it, is a fork in the Bitcoin chain. 
where where they needed Bitcoin to be faster, lighter, um, transaction times a lot quicker, lower fees, and be used at like you know credit card like Visa like speeds. People who are behind Bcash are very very committed. They're they're very um, some of them are re even really influential. And so <clears throat> and so what they're trying so they've been trying to throw their weight behind Bcash to become the real Bitcoin. But there's a lot of like you know interfactual inter interfactional squabbling on reddit on the bitcoin community you know uh, bitcoin core people you know which is what we call bitcoin proper don't like the bcash people and vice versa the bcash people have tried attempted coups over bitcoin like that one huge drop about a month ago over a weekend where bcash surged up to what was it, like five grand six grand uh, per coin while while bitcoin dropped precipitously down to was it six or seven thousand? It was it was it was a really weird really weird weekend. But while the two can co you know peacefully coexist, you got people like Roger Ver, you know, who's turned into a bit of a cause celebrity for him to just go out and trash Bitcoin Core at every opportunity. And I I mean I don't know if you realize that this makes him look worse. I mean, he doesn't even he doesn't look that great these days in the community anyways because of the way he's manipulated, you know, the markets or tried to at least. But I mean, I just saw a hit for him on CNBC just the other day with my beloved Melissa Lee, huge crush, big fan. And he was just spreading all sorts of FUD over how Bcash could make Bitcoin obsolete and how, you know, you're going to need to get people out of Bitcoin quickly when it turns, all this nonsense. And I just, I mean, it, it's pretty ridiculous. But basically, the reason, so basically what happened is that on August 1st, when that fork occurred, everyone holding Bitcoin got the, their equivalent in Bcash. So if you're holding 100 Bitcoin on August 1st, when the fork happened, you have 100 Bcash sitting there waiting for you if your wallet accepts Bitcoin Cash. All right. So just, I mean, just be wary about Bitcoin Cash. I mean, it's it's fine, investable asset, I guess. I don't believe in it at all. I'm I'm an old school hodler. I'm all about you know Bitcoin Core, Bitcoin proper. But it's got a it's, it's got a decent you know valuation. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, it's the third overall in coin market cap. So it's got that going for it. Which is nice, the code Borat. Very nice. I like Bitcoin Cash trading at three six oh three thousand six hundred seventy eight dollars twenty nine cents. I have zero regrets, no regrets for selling mine when I was at two hundred months ago. I'm good, but yeah, but yeah, but now you know about Bcash. That's the difference. They're base. They basically try to do the same thing, but they're on separate blockchains. One isn't necessarily better than the other, but one is definitely more popular than the other, and that is, of course, Bitcoin. Okay. All right. So, and then for the culture this week. Oh, and also, uh, and actually, before you get to for the culture, for those of you who are actually worried about Bitcoin's uh, slow, tr uh, slow transaction times, high transaction fees these days, uh, good uh, good news that the Lightning Network is on its way. The Lightning Network, what it will do is it will bundle a bunch of small transactions off-chain and then upload them on-chain as if they had occurred on, on the actual uh, blockchain. And so that so removing a bunch of small transactions from the, the mempool, as they call it, I think like the, the memory pool, whatever, will definitely help keep the blockchain working fine. So, and, 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 spe and speed it up as well so that we may have those Visa-like type of transactions in real time. Okay, so the for the culture this week I saw The Last Jedi. I saw it twice. Once in D-Box 3D, D-Box where the seat moves, you know? And then also just last night my mom in IMAX 3D. Both great experiences. Pretty solid story. 20 minutes too long. 20 minutes too long. But I had a blast. Some of the best space battles out there. The will they or won't they between, you know, Kylo Ren and and uh, and Ray. All that sort of stuff. It's really, really good. Uh, I would check it out. I don't think it's excellent. I give it three reels in my review only because it is 20 minutes too long. There's a whole side section that probably could have been condensed, skipped, or totally left out that probably didn't need but as far as pure enjoyment i rank it third on my star wars power rankings empire return of the jedi last jedi hey and you know you guys want to know what the other four other other five are i know you don't do you don't you so then force awakens a new hope and then attack of the clones revenge of the sith 
Phantom Menace, which we all have put out of our memory. All right. So that is for the culture. Uh, so in wrapping up our weekly prediction, uh, last week we said we are going to get to 18, or we're going to get to 19,000. I said we're going to get to 19,000. The coin mom pushed it a bit further and she said 19,500. You know what? We were both right, but too soon. Too soon. Uh, we actually peaked at about 19,994 late last week, only for it now to be in this consolidation, slight correction pattern of trending down to about 15,000-ish. So we were technically right, but not right when it counts. And that's what, it, that's what Half-Life is, being right when it counts. All right, so where can I find Blacks and Bitcoin? Go to blacksandbitcoin.com. That is B-L-A-C-K-S in bitcoin.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Blacks and Bitcoin. Uh, no Snapchat. We ain't there yet. Also, if you're curious about my fancy sports-style movie game called CinemaDraft, you know, feel free to check us out at cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. See, spelled like – there we go. Do I need to lean back so I can pop my collar? Cinemadraft.co, like that. Also, uh, and also if you want to support the podcast, the easiest way is to give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. Also, share it with your friends. The more people who know, the more we can grow. Also, uh, if you open up an account on Coinbase using my referral code, which the link will be in the, in the YouTube description, then for your first $10 or more that you deposit, you'll get $10 and I'll get $10 in Bitcoin. Win, win. All right. Or you can also join BitConnect with me. I have your referral code also in the description. Uh, no pressure. If you like making money every day, feel free to do it. And a quick update for those of you who doubt BitConnect, you think it's a Ponzi scheme or a scam. Notably, no one who's done BitConnect says it's a Ponzi scheme or a scam because they pay. It is happening every day. I'm just trying to share the knowledge with you, whether you sign up under my code or not. I'm just trying to let you know it pays every day. Over the last 30 days, I have earned 42% ROI. 42%. I'm averaging about 1.09% a day. So it's real. It's spectacular. It's happening. BitConnect. Just saying. All right. And so that's about it for this week. Oh, also feel free to tip me at my Bitcoin wallet if you like what you saw or heard. Share with your friends. Like and subscribe. In so you can get the notifications when we post new material. And, you know, a little bit ad hoc today. You know, sorry about that, but it's the holidays. Uh, still up in the air if we'll have one next week. We might, but uh, if not, then I will see you in the new year. And for everybody, if you love Bitcoin, hodl if you hear me. Thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs>